Pickaxe. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hello, everyone. It's welcome back to the Yogscast. <laughs> I haven't done this for ages. I don't even know. Very jovial. What we're doing? Very jovial. It sounds like Santa Claus when he opens up the podcast. Hello, ho, 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 ho. I like. Children. I like. Welcome. I'm just excited. Yeah. I'm so like. I'm so keen to speak with my 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 closest two friends oh, in yeah. the world. Yeah. Um, good old Sips. How you doing, Sips? Oh, oh. man. Just time. It's lovely I'm, to hear that. I'm just vibing. Voice. That's what they say nowadays, right? I'm vibing all over the place. I can't stop vibing. I'm just vibing. <laughs> just full time vibe. <laughs> just yeah. unfit. Yeah. Uh, a period back back from Sweden. I'm two back. weeks of being at, doing an actual job. Yeah, I know. Holy I was just crap, I was yeah. just chatting to Sips before we started that it, he was it, just I'm telling me about it. I'm stressed out, and tired, just hearing about it. Like it uh, was like it was like a it was a lot of work. It really was like not just yeah. the final three days, but my average day. So there were two of us. There was Shiva, is the main host, and then I was like the the second host, and so she did like the grand final and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, I would say I, I think we both hosted as much as each other because they kind of split the schedule. At her insistence, she she was like, no, 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 Ted should have exactly the same amount of, of time as me, which was super nice of her because um, yeah. I, I think a lot of other people would have said, I want more airtime or whatever, but she well, did. Well, also, well, you she's a have, seasoned the vet first now. time you've done it, right? She's done it loads of times. Yeah. So she, she's a professional, whereas you're like a bumbling fool. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus. Thank you, you so much. Do you have a newfound appreciation for how hard Shiva works? Because uh, oh, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. want to do that job. No, yeah, she, like, she works very hard. Like, yeah. Also, if I was her, I'd be like, like yeah, make, I want to only do half. Otherwise, they would have put her down for extra stuff. You know, you've got to have Man. some time off. You got, I would got, be like, can we get a couple of other hosts i'll just come in and like crack one or two jokes and the rest of them can just do all of the work like uh i would that's what people like not usually even half. Does i'd be like can things. i do like one twelfth of the work please or or something like i yeah. would not want to do all that work well that's that's my that's my role at the yogs as well though to like just surround myself with funny people who are enough that i can just chill you know i don't have to do anything like even in this podcast you know it wouldn't work if there were two of us because I'd have to do uh, that's another like seventeen percent more work. Wait, Holy crap! So you, you're saying that he's actually done the math on this? No, yeah, he's he's right. Yeah, he's right. <laughs> I thought you were implying that I only do seventeen percent of the podcast, but yeah, no, you're right. Of course, I do thirty three instead of fifty. Indeed, yeah. so it would be up to fifty. Yes, you make. Yeah, sense. yeah. So, 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 go on. Tell us, tell us what it was like. Did you um? Did you well, have to was... do like briefings and stuff and like rehearsals or what? Yeah, we there were some rehearsals. Um, so generally speaking. The, the the show is very structured in in each of the two sort of stages. So the DPC, which is what they in Dota terms is like the lead, the Dota Professional Championship or something. I, I have no idea. I don't. Okay. Know. Anyway, <laughs> I feel like that's something you should probably know. Uh, I, I don't uh, it's know. the diaper changing professional championship. <laughs> you didn't realize you'd signed up to some furry shit. You gotta check these acronyms or whatever. I, I don't know what it means. I, I don't um, care. It doesn't matter. Wait, DPC? Know. You don't know what DPC means? No, I don't. I think it's Dota Pro Circuit. That oh, sounds right. Yeah, no, it's like the it's like the it's like the regular right. pro season for that Dota exactly leading it. up to the big majors and TI. I, yeah. I just don't care. All I know is it's DPC. I don't know what it means. Who but you were at ESL. I don't even know how I know I that, though. I'm not no, actually, I'm knowledge. not showing off or anything. I, I think it just is one of those 
stupid uh, bits of knowledge I'm that not even somehow sure I've retained. What your th- what ESL is and why they are doing a major and what that is and how oh, it's uh, English as a second language. You can get a, <laughs> uh, a license uh, to uh, to learn another language uh, if you have your ESL uh, driving license, your European driving license. Uh, all of a sudden, you're eligible for uh, far more jobs than you would have been before. Wow. Yeah, you can uh, you can apply for a checkbook at the bank, um, and you can take <laughs> okay. that checkbook to the bank, and you can cash that check you know, safely in the knowledge that uh, English is your second language, and but you have a license. Your pennies will be protected. A license by to thrill. The, maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, indeed. <laughs> so it, it's like one of three, but. Normally, they're out of what, order. What, what are you talking COVID, about? The majors. All right, so the- yeah, there, there's there's three majors, and the, so the whole point is the whole point of all of this all year long is to get enough DPC points to qualify for TI. Because right. in the old so the- days, they used to just invite teams. Like Valve would say, "You have played well this year. We shall invite you." Whereas then everybody right. was like. That's kind of unfair because then you're just inviting big names. Yeah. And like for example, this year. Um, Team Liquid have not done particularly well. Uh, Nigma, Galaxy have not done very well. And those are two big name teams. Yeah, uh, EG right. didn't do particularly well. They finished last at the major. Whereas in, in days gone by, they would have all been insta invited because they're big name teams. Yeah. Now yeah, you have to and they qualify. would have performed poorly. Right. And, uh, and everybody result, would have said, why the are they there? And less not... interesting. Exactly. Yeah. So now yeah. it's the teams who have performed the best over the year. And your, That's good. your placement in the DPC leagues, your placement in the majors, gives you DPC points, you get over a certain threshold, you're there. Nice. So the teams who are playing for a bit of the money, like there's a, it's a bit of money, you know, it's, it's a nice chunk of change, but it's not like life-changing like TI is. You win a TI, you're automatically in the top like 20 or 30 esports earnings ever. So it, it's that much money each. And everybody and wants to make it there. I um just just related to this, and I don't want to go off on one too much, but I I just had the thought about um I've been watching uh, Winning Time. You know the story of the L.A. Lakers in the mm, in the oh, late seventies, eighties. Such a good show. Yeah. It really is good, yeah, but it's made me think about uh, about esports as well. And uh, the whole like Lakers Showtime era, you know, when they when they brought in like the the cheerleading squad, the Laker girls, and they weren't just like traditional cheerleaders. They were doing like kind of like raunchy dances and stuff like that. And it just uh, it just it it just blew open the the the, the franchise for like um, you know like a lot a lot more people to to enjoy basketball. You know, you, mm. you could go to the game, but there's like the atmosphere of the game that people liked. Um, you know, opening Absolutely. up the courtside for like celebrities to have seats and all that kind of stuff. But if they did that in Dota, I mean, Dota's already pretty pretty popular. But imagine there was like uh, like the era of like Showtime Dota, and all the teams had like a cheerleader squad, but they weren't traditional cheerleaders. They were like furries, like wearing diapers, <laughs> like doing the My dances, God. and like all like you know relating back to the kind of things that like your average gamer would like to see. You know what I mean? Like just hardcore porn like uh playing like in the background while the players are playing and you know like all the all the kind of like the, the typical things stuff that, yeah yeah I mean, like the stuff, stuff that gamers Sorry. are really into you know what i mean yeah, like they yeah, could yeah. i feel like they could introduce some of those elements and just really spice up the dpc well, they big did time, have a you know? cosplay thing didn't they oh, i guess so, yeah. this year which was quite um you know comic-con quite you know did modern. you go to comic-con it's quite no. It's quite it's quite BlizzCon-y, Comic-Con-y, gamey thing, though, uh, isn't it? It's quite it's quite. They did um, a cosplay competition. It's quite for nerdy cosplaying. Yeah, I think the I think the cosplay scene for Dota is 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 not bad. Like you you do see there's always people posting like, hey, check out my uh, Crystal Maiden cosplay um and you know like there's always there's always pictures of people dressing up as characters yeah there was a really good death prophet um cosplay i saw at stockholm majors well they did they did the whole thing did you miss it no i i was there um she (laughs) literally she 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 had a ghost running around like a guy literally in a white sheet was one yeah. of the Death Prophet ghosts, which was very funny. Um, so yeah, was, there, there were a couple. Nice. But some of the cosplayers I actually know, like I've been, they've been at every Dota event that I've been to doing their cosplay stuff. So I've known them for like years. Um, and the amount of work that they put into their cosplay uh, is crazy. Like they work yeah, it for weeks the, it takes and weeks their and weeks. whole year. It's yeah. like their whole, 
their whole um, hobby is built around it. You know, oh, they, they have a lot of hey, people in the Shelley. community. Oh, what's what? Lena again, eh? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, good, good stuff. Oh, so, well, wow. I Crystal think some Maiden people again. do wear the same oh, costume no every time, but other people you make new ones every up. time. Yeah. I don't know. It's I think it's up to the people, right? Some people enjoy the community spirit of being in this community and taking part. Other people just want to entertain people. They want to show. They want to like show off or and challenge like, yourself. Know, just, though. just have fun. You know, like, like, Lena one year, Terrorblade the next. Come on. I got. I got a lot of. I got a lot of time for cosplayers. Honestly, I think yeah, I think it's 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 impressive for sure. It's a lot of work. And uh, the ones who do it well do it very well. Like, uh, you know, like they go as far as to have not only a great costume and stuff, but then they get like a professional photographer to, you know, take pictures of them posing like out in nature and stuff like that. It's 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 pretty impressive. It's it seems like it'd be a pretty fun thing to do if you're really into that, you know? Yeah. You you um... get to like make your costume, uh, you know, write the theme tune, sing the theme tune, all that kind of stuff. Like uh, it's uh, it feels like it'd be pretty satisfying to do. I was talking to Simon this week about um, he had to take his cats to the vets, right? And obviously his cats are kind of outdoor cats. They're very independent and they hate him. Um, or they don't hate him, but they they're not really like cuddly friendly. They're not really on his side. They tolerate him, and so he had to get get him into these cat carriers. So he goes to the kitchen, closes all the doors, and then like sort of turns around to these two cats that are already trying to escape from the kitchen, and he has to wrangle them into these boxes to take it to the vet for their shots, right? But they've got this um, Uber pet now because apparently it was quite tricky to find a taxi that would take pets to the vet, right? Because you can all like there's this what, policy. The, the like, cabbie will be like no pets. Yeah, a lot of the time, or like um, V Cars, who is like the Bristol-based taxi service that that we use, usually use instead of Uber. Uh, well, Uber I think haven't had uh, up until recently had a, a no pet policy, but yeah, they, they made a fuss about it. They'd be like, oh, you have to call half an hour, and we might not be able to do it. And so I think he had like missed an appointment because like the taxi didn't turn up anyway. Holy crap! Um, Uber pets now thing, which. I kind of liked because I think any taxi driver who's like wants willing to like check the box that says they're going to take pets is probably a nice guy, right? Like just pet owners in general, I think like cosplayers. Do you know what I mean? I think they're probably nice people. I, this might be like just a a very sort of strange idea of got in my head, but I I I don't know. Like I think that having a pet makes you in the same way as being a dad makes you a certain way um be like protective of your creature and i don't know dad friendly but pet i don't know i just i just feel like it might be nice to take an uber pet than just a regular uber you know mm. you're more likely to get like a nice driver even if you don't yeah. have a pet but i think you'd be disappointed if you because you'd be like where's the where's the cute but animal i get to i think a, yeah. i think a responsible thing to do is uh if you are thinking of ever owning a pet or 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 having a pet or whatever have a car as well and maybe get your license too like you know just just see it as like a as like as something that you kind of need because i think you kind of do need to have a, your own car well when you have a pet i think for so. emergencies just for general taking them to the places they need to go you know if you need to take them to get babysat but or people's, whatever people's life situations don't always let, let them afford or or have a car you know i think with simon they weren't his cats right and he right. ended up with them right um, i didn't he didn't volunteer even to have them i don't think he even agreed to get them i think he just actually ended up with them because of unfortunate circumstances yeah and so now he's a cat dad and he's doing his best he's just doing his best with the hand that he's been given he's doing exactly and yeah. so i don't know if everyone could, no fair is, enough i'm not saying i like i know like the, a lot of people can't just like you know have a car or drive or whatever but i think like if you don't have a pet and you're thinking of getting a pet bear in mind that it might be handy to have a car and a driving license you know oh, what i God. mean like I, I think it's it's same with kids. If you're thinking of having kids, it's pretty useful to have a car and a driving license and oh a safe God. seat for the, the kids to sit in. The like problem with I had with my car when I had it was that I used it so rarely that every time I went to use it, there was something wrong with it because it had been sat out for a month and the battery had gone flat, right? Or you know something was something. One well, of the tires had gone down. Jeremy, you know I there was some dumb thing that was wrong with it. And so almost every time I, I was relying on it to go somewhere. Like I had to go to a wedding or my parents or something, and it wasn't. It just it was wasn't fucked. ready. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah. It, it was like hibernating. So no, I I had to slap it, slap it awake. But no, mm. it was. Um, 
didn't work for me. So I think there is a, I don't know, I, these days as well, I feel like there's also this service now, which some people have been encouraging me to use, where you can actually just, um, it's like an app-based thing where you can just pick up a car on Queen Square and rent it for the day, kind of like, cause right. normally renting a car is a complete Yeah, they do like, that with a lot of electric cars. Like, I know they do that over here as well. It's like uh, you can just, just grab one for the small for little the day on electric app. smart cars. Yeah. And they're like, they feel like, I don't know, they're probably not because they're probably fairly expensive, but they feel like they're disposable almost. You just like park it up anywhere <laughs> like, when like you're the done. Scooters. Yeah, the, the scooters. <laughs> park it in the version. sea. Uh, <laughs> just what update they, the lime app. Lime or something, I think. It's on the slipway. They're lime is the one we had in Germany. Yeah. yeah. There, there but, are, when, I, when, I was, uh, when I was in Stockholm, there were scooters everywhere. Yeah. And yeah, there every seems to be a wide has, variety of people. Yeah. I always figured it would just be the, the youth. No, but no. I, you see people in like business suits and stuff fucking yeah. scooting along. I've, was... I've still yet to to brave it, um, but I really think I would enjoy it. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna fucking do it. I'm yeah. gonna fucking do it. I used them you, in uh, Lisbon when I was there diary. a couple of years ago, and it was pretty handy. Um, it, it was just a little bit uh, dangerous because obviously you you don't have a helmet. And, yeah, I mean I'm an idiot. Uh, you're as like well, right so. on the road with other cars and stuff, which is. Do you go on the road? Well, yeah. I mean, there's there's like bike paths and stuff, but you're still kind of. There's you know, still, brushing shoulders with cars. A lot of the time, so. the cities are not perfect, and there's no. there's moments where you're on those scooters, yeah. and you're like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna have to go on the road a bit here." And yeah. then you sort of feel do you, fucking. Do you squeeze? You squeeze a trigger and it goes, or do you rev a thing? Yeah, it's um, like um, it's like it's like you know the brakes on a bike. You know, it's like a little like it. It's like that. You press that, and then it just goes. How yeah. fast? Sometimes, do they go? sometimes the handles uh, turn as like they twist. You know, right? But how well, you fast can adjust how go? fast they go based on. Uh, well, they, they're yeah. not very. I mean, when I ride them, I press the thing on full immediately. It gets up to max speed, and then I hold it there forever. So it's it's never like. Yeah. Well, never you like, might be insane. No, well, but he is. Yeah. I'm not. I want. I whenever I'm on one, I want to go about twice as fast. Yeah, he wants so to get. He wants that's to get how where fast he's going. They go. yeah. Not very fast, uh, but they go fast enough. It's actually quite well. I think it's probably like probably like fifteen or or t- maybe fifteen miles now. Maybe maybe ten to fifteen. It's not it's not a lot. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Man. But it's but it's 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 good enough to like. I I used one recently because I was I was going to be late to a thing down here at the office, and I was up in uh, Clifton, and I, for some reason, and um, I was like, I don't want to get a taxi because it'll. So I, I do you, ha- I do you know, have a helmet? Why. Do you carry a helmet around with you? I didn't have a helmet. No, you don't it's, have it, to. I think that's I think. the that's the only downside to it because you really should have a helmet if you're well, going on absolutely. a scooter or a bike or anything. I mean, here, I, I watched. <sighs> uh, you're talking about. Um, I don't want. The, I don't want to give a spoiler away. But in the uh, winning time thing, there is there is a somebody hits their There's head. There's a bike accident. There's a bicycle yeah. accident. Which, it is you know, pretty it's, gruesome it's as well. Holy true. crap! It is. But that scene is just. I don't think people understand, but. If you're on a bicycle, your your head is probably eight feet above the ground, maybe maybe even more. Yeah. If you have a big bicycle, like you're you're quite high up. Yeah. If you fell onto your head from even just like a standing position, that's enough. If you just um, sort of add velocity as pivot well, right? down. Yeah, but if you're pivoting yeah. from a standing position and you hit the back of your head on the pavement, people die that way quite often. Yeah. It's incredibly dangerous. I saw a guy skateboarding the other day. Uh, on the harbour, and he obviously didn't have his shirt on because it was a nice sunny day. And he had the the most unbelievable like scrape up his arm and on his back. And oh, I was yeah. like, he was like actively bleeding. And I was like, you fuck. And he wasn't wearing a helmet or anything. And I was, I was like, who does that? Who like especially on his elbow was scraped up on his elbow. I'm like, everyone I've seen is wearing elbow pads at least. I mean, I wouldn't go skateboarding without elbow pads and knee pads these days. No, right. Like, but the the you know, if you're like a hardcore skater, you're not going to wear that. If, if I mean, you okay, watch, fair uh, enough. If you're just skating along in a straight line, it's not no, very no, dangerous. No, right? but if, if, if he's actually up, doing ramps and stuff, like he was he was doing the stuff that where yeah, ninety yeah, percent of the time of the they don't land the fucking trick and Dude, they fall over. Dude, it's just over. skate culture. Look up hill bombing. They do this in San Francisco a lot. Hill bombing is when you get a huge number of, of people on skateboards going down a very big, very steep hill on their skateboards on the road, and the police always come out and try and nick them all and shut it all down. These guys are absolutely cannoning along, like insane speed. Well, because San Francisco's no so steep, some of those Yeah, but roads. They, they don't have They're helmets. Crazy steep. When I was in when I was in Seattle and we were we were coming back, there's a part of Seattle, anybody that lives there will know, it's the quite sort of cool bit that's very hilly. 
I don't know if that really sums up too much as right. well. But well, it's, it's like there's one particular area where a lot of cool bars and clubs, it's kind of a little bit run down. It's, it's not in downtown, it's out towards Bellevue, up, up that direction. Uh, and it's a very steep series of hills leading back down into town. There was a guy, t-shirt, shorts, keeping up with all the cars, just skateboarding. <laughs> that grinding noise it, yeah. it makes. And I'm thinking all it takes is a pebble yeah. or a drain cover that's slightly loose or anything. Yeah. And you are going to fucking die, my dude. Like, what are you doing? You've got nothing between you and the pavement. Come on, man. man or, Life or is worse, so precious. Suffer such a catastrophic injury uh, and then and then survive it. And your quality yeah. of life is just, you know, just, cut in I half or less. It. It's not worth it. But the, I think these people are numb to that due to a number of reasons there could be. I mean, one, they might not have much care for they might be un unhappy and not have much care for their themselves Two, i think they've done it before safe and didn't get hurt so they just have this level of confidence that makes seems to make them immune and i think also possibly sometimes they've done it before and fallen over and they were and, all right you think and they were okay it's interesting with helmets and stuff though because um I'm, I'm sure I've spoke about this before. Uh, it's like a trademark thing to say on this podcast, but I, I don't know if I've actually spoken to you guys about it. Um, the, the attitude towards helmets, um, for instance, when I was a kid, like in the 80s, was totally... There's so much more awareness now around needing a helmet and the kinds of things that can happen to you when you're riding like a bike or, or whatever, doing, doing something where you would normally nowadays uh, definitely need a helmet for like we used to ride bikes when I was a kid. Nobody wore a helmet, and in fact, yeah, if you yeah. turned up with a helmet, people would just laugh at you. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, which is weird, helmet. right? But like at the time, oh, you, you don't really think anything of it. But I and and looking back to like uh, you know hockey in the seventies and stuff, man, those guys barely wore helmets. And there's like there's a fucking it's like a bullet in in the arena that you're playing in constantly. You know, like <laughs> yeah. that thing pings you upside the head. You're probably dead. Like they're going fast. It's it's hard as well well right like it's uh it's crazy like even goalies didn't wear <laughs> wear helmets they had like yeah. no no helmets like it's it it's wild to think like uh, it's and and it's sad to think too that it's taken so many people to have head trauma or you know die in an accident for people to finally realize oh hang on maybe i should wear a helmet when i'm doing this like high speed sports or or whatever uh yeah it, it's crazy but like now that i have kids as well i'm i'm like extra aware of of uh you know helmets and on bikes and scooters and everything else like we we just put their helmets on all the time like just it's just not worth it right like you they just, just wrapped up in like bubble wrap yeah pretty much <laughs> but like in duct tape man you yeah. just like like i've known people who have who have been hit by cars like on their bikes and stuff like that and and thankfully they've all had helmets on uh but if it hadn't been for wearing a helmet they would be it would be a different just a story helmet, for lads. sure. Just would you it take either of your kids out on the scooters, or are they too small still? Be flex. How big do you have to be for these like? I don't know. My my big electric scooters. My kids are pretty tall. Uh, I mean, I think my my eldest is five foot four, and my youngest mm. is just under five foot. So oh, well, but, that's that's probably fine, right? Yeah. yeah. But I guess it's it's would you allow them well, out like a with family you? of giants? What the hell? Things, if you're scared <laughs> for them, maybe you shouldn't go yourself. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. You know I'm saying? I mean, I, I guess I I would put them on uh, after the Croggy incident, which we spoke about in Triforce. That's or maybe did, a, a good we, eighty or ninety episodes. We ago did now. Br briefly remind me it of that. Was, uh, I, I a Croggy is when you give someone a lift on the crossbar of your bicycle. Oh, yes. And my daughter's foot got trapped in the wheel and we had to get it. <sighs> oh, oh yeah, that's rough. She yeah. was fine. It was no, just yeah. a bruise, but it was very scary. And I yes, realized what course. a fucking idiot I'd been because kids will do whatever you, if you're up for something, they'll be like, yeah. yeah. It's only when you say this is incredibly unsafe and we should not do it that they're like, okay. Like they trust you on it. Yeah. So like I yeah I felt I still feel awful about about it. It was just it was kind of a wake up call really that um you you shouldn't take chances like that. Um I'm and they have to wear a helmet every time they get on a bike or do anything like that. Helmet because it's I mean you know if you break an arm or something that's reparable. If you break a finger that that's reparable. But yeah. If you get brain damage that that's it. So yeah, you know, be be careful, kids, please. Yes, <laughs> good suggestions. Well, yeah. good message. Go. We're a nice there message. We can uh, we can cut the rest of the podcast <laughs> and it just be a three second. Stay safe, kids. That's it. Stay, be, uh, we've be done careful, our job, kids. man. Yeah, we're gonna sleep like so, a baby. So back tonight. to your two weeks in Stockholm. So mm. what, so 
how busy were your days then? Because I Very. mean, I only saw you every like I I. I didn't watch all of it, obviously, but it wasn't on every day. But, Did you do that thing um, when you recognize somebody on a screen where you like like touch their face with your finger just to <laughs> connect? <laughs> or is it just me who does that? I, so, I don't know. I felt quite proud watching you up there doing a good job. I don't know. Like, I felt like... I don't well, know. I, I was just I, like... No, I think, I, think I, 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 I wasn't nervous, oddly enough. I thought I would be. Like, when we had to do the stage bit to open the final day, me and Tsunami had to. He danced around on stage, and I pretended to be a grumpy that old was man. That's great. Yeah. So we we practiced that for like twenty minutes or something to make sure that we had the camera movements down and everything. And we we chatted amongst ourselves what we were going to do and everything. And I think ten years ago, I, I would have been absolutely shitting myself about doing something like that. Whereas now, once you've done enough stuff on a live stream or a live audience or in front of people or whatever, uh, you just don't worry as much and i honestly i owe a lot of that lack of fear to doing stuff with you guys uh streaming uh things like when we did yogcon and and when we've been to comic-con coming face to face with people and meeting them talking on camera being live being aware of things that you say are going to be clipped if you say something stupid or whatever it is a pressure but you get used to it yeah I mean, we do it all every day we stream every day and everything that you're saying and doing is there on camera and after a while, your brain adjusts to a point where you can switch on and you're just not going to, you're hopefully not going to make too much of a tit of yourself. Um, but you also yeah. are aware that if you do, people are just going to find it funny. I think that's the main thing. <laughs> yeah, it's forgiving. That, yeah. So I, I definitely think, still get a bit of that scary brain fog, like just yeah. paralyzing kind of anxiety when I'm on stage. And I'm never, I'm never going to shed it entirely. But um, no, that's that's fair. It, but, I mean, it, it definitely it, disappeared when the show opened, and I was there at the panel. And it was the first day. Was there, there a, a live moment. audience there too? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So it was like yeah. for, that's for us be... live land for, for yeah. two and a half years. It was a big was, audience as yeah. well. Yeah, it was big. I mean, it grew it grew throughout the day, and of course on Saturday and Sunday it was much busier. Um, but um, on Friday, people were like, when the stream first started, there's no games for 45 minutes or whatever. So people were taking their time on Friday in particular. It's a work day and a school day. People, you know, it was like a maybe fifteen hundred people or whatever. On the Sunday, it was packed. Like it was really, really busy. Thousands of people. Nice. Um, and yeah, I'd, I'd say initially when it first started, and I re when they were counting down, you're live in three, two, one. There was a, a moment where I thought, "Am I nervous about this? Like, am I genuinely nervous about this?" And I was like, mm, "We'll give it a go." Like, yeah. I think you just got to give it a go. And you know, I'm that, here now. Yeah, and, uh, exactly. The, the well, trick what do you is, have to do this now. What the, choice do you have? The trick is when you're about to to uh, speak publicly and you look out at the audience. The the trick is to imagine them all uh, ass naked, wearing only black socks. That's what the Fraser said one time, and he yeah. said it makes well, it easier. I couldn't see them. <laughs> the, the lights are too uh, too. I'd bright be far too aroused at that point to even carry on. Yeah, though. how could you concentrate with yeah. a lob on? It's impossible. Yeah, that's. Uh, it. I think it's 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 yeah. Well, I I think we've had that a lot as well when we've been on stage. Like the bright lights just dazzle you, and you sort of you can't really see anything. You forget so, yourself. Yeah. You accidentally kind of just... you accidentally like do a habit that is only private to you, but you forget yourself because the lights and there you oh. are just picking your nose and eating it on stage. And uh, like, oh, oh my disgusting. god, disgusting! Maybe that's your picking your, thing. Yeah, you're picking your ear and like sniffing. That's your okay at like Fortnite stuff. tournaments and stuff. I think that's, <laughs> the average audience is doing that as well. <laughs> had um, a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of try force fans in sweden by the way oh nice say they love the podcast so shout out to those lads um yeah they, there were a lot of people that, that loved the podcast. did they say anything did they meet make give us any there questions? were a couple of i have a tiny penises or a couple of those oh. but, those are um, always very funny aren't they i like yeah. one of those in passing try to try to explain to the uh esl quite senior esl exec that i was with chatting to him in the arena why someone just came up and said to me Period, I've got a tiny penis, and then ran off. Um, trying to <laughs> yeah. explain yes. that it was a, a joke made, I think, nearly five years ago now. And it's uh, yeah, it was really still early going. on, and it's We're still, still reaping dividends. From that's it. right, it's still paying paying out like big a, time. Like a yo low yield, long time bond is what it was. A really wise investment. It there was. That we yeah, it's like you're getting about one percent a year, yeah. but it's consistently paying out. Um, I was walking past the uh, ice cream shop that's like the number one on TripAdvisor in Bristol this swoon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Since it's hot weather, it always has a million people in. And so about every time I walk past, there's 
someone in the queue like recognizes me. He's like, oh, hey, Lewis. But they don't want to like come out of the queue and right. actually say no, anything. They don't or yeah, like, I have a tiny yeah. penis because they're surrounded by people, right? So yeah. I just Regular usually make Bristolians it by. So, yeah, um, you should have lied to them at the time and been like, did you know that this is the worst rated ice cream place on TripAdvisor and you're standing in line for, for this? You could have yeah. <laughs> really pranked them hard there. Yeah, you could have wow. got some, got, got a, a better space in the queue. Yeah, and it's, then after they left, you take their spot, and you're like, I don't think yeah. it is that good, but because it's number one on TripAdvisor, it gets packed by get tourists, you know, for people who are coming to visit, and so right. it's always just it's always there's always a queue all the way down the street. Anyway, um, I was walking past, and this this morning, not this morning, yesterday, um, I was walking past, and there was a guy. Um, guy there, and he started waving at me, and I was like, "Oh, okay." So I sort of waved back and sort of smiled and stuff. Carried on walking, but he'd waved at me quite early, so I'm sort of approaching and approaching, and he sort of carried on waving and smiling at me, and I was like, "Okay, is this what's happening?" And I didn't want to look behind, so I thought maybe he's maybe there's someone behind me. So I, but I did. I looked behind. There's another guy, and he's waving, and, and I was like, oh, for fuck's <laughs> sake, "It's one of these moments where I'm just caught in the." I, I, got, I got this big idea of myself that he recognized me and I built, I built it all up and it was like it was I wasn't I was a little bit deflated and a little bit embarrassed because it's one of those it happens all the time right when you're in the street and someone like nods at you or waves at you and says like looks at you in some way and you're like oh am I supposed to recognize them or do I know them or did I go to school with them or like you know yeah like do they recognize me from somewhere or something it's it's really kind of weird um to like to know what what they and you you can never like kind of be rude about it or like you always have to be like super super polite and I guess my go to is just assuming that they're a fan even if it's just like a, so I just randomly wave at people in the street now um, that are even closely looking at me funny you know I'm like oh mm. hey good, I don't think doing? it hurts like it's I like just say how you do it to people and stuff you know when somebody drives by and they honk at you but they're not actually honking at you they've honked at somebody else or whatever yes I wave to them. Just in case, you know, I just think right. like whatever. I'll I wave. see because you might know them from nursery, or they'll forget they about it immediately. They might say, "Oh, look, that guy waved," and then that's it. They'll never think about it again. You know, so I don't know. It stressed me so out. There's no week. harm. I, I, to some extent, talking about like forgetting stuff. I've I've bought a diary or a journal, a, a right? Paper, and I've started like a I've started, paper journal. A paper journal. Why don't you just I've use started... your phone? Well, because it's you, you're like started... you've got an app for everything, and you buy a paper journal. What the hell's I wrong with you? I wanted to just try writing stuff with my it hands. A, it's it a, a kind break, of therapeutic, think, yeah, mental thing. People have been telling me it's a good thing to do, and right. just to put your thoughts. So my journal is currently super fucking boring. It's right. Like, <laughs> I, it's like the most boring shit ever. Man, it's what like, if they find know, it one day and you become like a, like a sensation? You know, like well, I, 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 they'll but they'll just be the diary I mean, of so, Lewis Brindley. <laughs> it's not only boring as fuck, but it's like so personal to me. It's like just me keeping notes of things. It's like oh, you know, I watched this TV show today. It was boring. I I played this game today. I didn't like it. You know, I I had a cheese sandwich for lunch or whatever. You know, it, it's super dull. But it's almost like just for me to kind of get a snapshot Man, of what don't my life is at this time. Why don't um, you just and... use Twitter like everyone else? <laughs> I think this is a nice idea, Lewis. I, I'm with you on this. It's a quite sweet. I, well, you, you're on the internet right. Like, no, no, in no, my it's head not. when I was writing my first page, I was like, "Why don't I just do this digitally?" Because then I could just control F and search for <laughs> search right. for words. But here's you know? why: because if you think about it, we spend all three of us spend all day on a computer or on our phone or you know on a fucking device of some kind. Yeah, it's nice to take a break from that and do something. What do they call it? Uh, not digital, analog for a while, like to just relax. Writing something. I mean, I find it very stressful writing because it hurts my hand and my handwriting shit. And I just think if I misspell something, I could just fucking press backspace and type it again. So Man, it is annoying. It's I not as convenient, but I, I understand. I surprisingly have a lot of time in the day when I'm not on a computer or a device, but I think it's because my kids are still quite small and I have yeah, so yeah. many of them as well. So it's a little bit different, but yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Maybe like at some point I'll, I, I could benefit from having a diary. I don't know, but like right I now did, I, I don't, I just found I like I was... One. I think this year particularly has gone by so fast. And that's partly because I have a pretty good routine. You know, we do this every Thursday. I do the stream every Monday. I do recordings Tuesday and Wednesday. And we play the pretty much similar game type with similar people. It's all a bit revolving and stuff and to keep it fresh and exciting. And I, I, I enjoy it, everything yeah. I do. And I think that's linked as well to why it's so fast. But I think it's just 
I can't believe it's June, you know. And well, it's just so I mean, like, my our baby is almost a year old uh now, wow. which is uh, insane. It's gone so fast. So I I'm I'm there with you. I know how how you feel. Like this year especially has just gone by like a like a like a like a flash of light. It's been crazy. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. So my first entry, I've I've actually left it at home, but I was gonna I was gonna read it out. But basically, uh, I I ordered this fucking diary on on Amazon, and of course, is it I an Amazon it... Basics diary? Yeah, it's like just the just the just the no, it's like no, it's like a moleskin uh, journaler thing, right? But oh, okay. When I when I moleskin turned up that poor mole <laughs> moleskine or whatever it is moleskine, uh, it's probably Swedish. The fucking it turned up and. It looked like it was like a big one on the fucking Amazon page, but I got as always scammed. And it was like a fucking half A5, like A6, like tiny, this fucking tiny diary that fits into like a smaller than my phone. And I'm like, I can't fucking write in this. Um, (laughs) So like I... I started writing like a journal entry in it about how I was worried this diary would be too small. And I'd already like filled the page. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to A, stop waffling so much and B... Like I'm a waffler when I'm apparently writing as well. Like I'm just concerned that I'm gonna fill up this whole fucking anyway, so I got a bigger one. But the bigger one has like this mantra on the front of it which says, Never give up, don't ever stop. And I'm like, I'm not really I think sometimes you should stop, you know? Like <laughs> there's like a lot of times in life when you should not take these fucking buzzwordy self-help things to 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 heart because they're harmful. You know, they 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 make you think that you're inf- you're you know, inferior you know it, or something. It, you know what it's or like. You feel bad when you it's have like a day those off. People uh, that go on the singing competition shows, and they the moment you see them, you're like, this is a no. And the guy's like, I'm going to be a pop singer and write songs, and I'm going to be a, a superstar. I know it. It's what I've always wanted. I'm going to do it, and I would like to sing for you now, please. Yeah. And like. In your own time, okay. and they go, and I will wait on you. And then they look at the judges like, I, I await your praise. And they're like, I'm sorry, it's a no. It's like, what? what? I, I know I'm going to make it. I will never give up. It's like some artist somewhere has who has made it that had talent and perhaps didn't find their breakthrough up until that point and then made it big is very different. They're not just some guy that works in McDonald's that thinks he can sing. They can actually sing. They're just looking for their lucky break. There's a huge difference. If you have talent, if you are good at something, you should never give up. If it's not working out and everyone's saying to you, this is not working out, maybe you should give up. Have a think about it. Just entertain the idea of giving up. That's all I'm saying. We're not saying that you should give up. I'm saying you should give up. A lot of things you do learn gradually and, you know, your progress might feel slow but you know if you compare if you keep a journal and see how bad you were a year ago maybe you know that the dream is closer but i think that there is also an aspect of your friends and family will always tell you you're amazing so sometimes that poor guy might well have had praise from every single person he sung 
that song to up until that point. His mum and dad. And, and sometimes that's okay. Uh, also, you know, I think their standards are a bit higher on old um, old X Factor. You know, it's not... It's well, not... as opposed to the other one. Um, <laughs> as opposed to the, the local teen, bar, teen you know, idol karaoke. I think he'd probably be a good karaoke singer. No, you know? no, no. The guy, the guy can't sing. This is my point. Is oh, right. he's just un, he's just awful. Did you not hear my rendition of "I Will Always Love You"? I could listen to that. I could in the bar. <laughs> That'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> so how old? So Moleskin, just to go back, or Moleskine, uh, nineteen ninety-seven. That's when it was founded. It feels like this really old prestige brand, but it was nineteen ninety-seven. Just interesting. Uh, ninety-seven is still a while back, though. I mean, you're still. 25 years. This is a good couple of years there, yeah. Right, but if it said Moleskine, or however it's pronounced, since 1897, you'd be like, ooh. Yeah, but then you know that they're about to go bust, because that's it's too long <laughs> to be around for. You, you, no, you, we you remember can't sustain. About 20 episodes ago, we listed all the oldest companies in the world. Some have been knocking about for a, a thousand years. I know, but they, they're not they're not anything like, they don't even resemble like what they started out as, right? And they're only around because of uh, investors and, and people who kind of like know what they're doing, sort of yeah. propelling them along, right? I don't Fucking, think, I don't think Moleskin so is going to survive. Moleskin is a heavy cotton years. fabric, yeah. right? Woven and sheared to create a short, soft pile. Mm. The mole pelts have been used in the past to make fur clothing, but they are not referred to as mole skin. Um, yeah, so mole skin, mole, mole, mole actual is similar to mole. It ends up being similar to mole fur in a sense, but it's just weird, isn't it? That they call it mole skin because it does sound so awful. <laughs> I was uh, yeah. I was perusing the, in the pharmacy the other day. I happened to be in the pharmacy, and I was looking at. Uh, a high quality loofah but i don't really know what that is and uh i thought the name what would you use it for i don't know it looks like a towel I, like i don't i don't know it, it's it's one of those products that is is packaged so poorly that you just you're not really sure what it is that you're meant to do with it it looked like some sort of towel or like a face cloth or something but I don't know. It's just called a loofah, and it had a, a woman's face it's like a, smiling, it's, it's holding like it up against her face. It's made. Is it like it's a vegetable. Is it that, like that? Is it the idea is that scrapey, the back scratchy sponge thing to get the dead skin off? Yeah, yeah. It, it looks soft loofah, though. It looks yeah, really a, soft. A loofah is a vine. It's like a, it's a vine. You dry it out, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a vine. Right. It's like pump, pumice stone is stone, right? Like a sponge. Good sponge is actual sponge, right? Like these are. Like vegetation or fauna or whatever you call them. Like that's yeah. what a loofah is. For some reason, I thought sponges were bad, like for the environment, like the way oh, they're really? harvested. Are they actually? I don't know, but I, maybe I just got that from somewhere, somewhere because it doesn't seem like it would be like just growing tr like loofahs on a tree. That seems like fairly disposable, right? I guess maybe the plastic ones uh, are not Apparently, the best. Apparently, like, almonds are going that way now. The uh, the amount of almonds that are being um, harvested. And the way that they have to sustain this industry, but because so of much water. demand and stuff, yeah, yeah, not yeah. just that, pet, the, like some of the pesticides and stuff that they're using as well. Apparently, it's um, it's wreaking havoc on like bee colonies and all sorts. Yeah, yeah there's always something that we're doing that's that's wreaking havoc. But, but almonds, it's, so it, delicious. Yeah, I know, but you it's know? everything. It's just the scale of everything. That's why, right? Like it's so you know, the ancient Greeks and Romans used sea sponges tied to sticks as toilet paper. They washed their ass with a, a sea sponge. That poor sea sponge. Yeah. And they I chuck them back dead. in the water afterwards. No. What, what happened to you, Frank? Oh, you wouldn't believe it. I was <laughs> sponge sponging around by oh, the shore. No. I didn't think it was curry night last and night. And some fucking Greek lad stuck me up his ass. I'm covered in shit. Can't believe it. <laughs> yeah. What a way. What oh, a... man. Guess what? I, I've been playing this game this week just to talk about this. You, you, have you guys heard of the Cones of Dunshire? Uh, I have. Okay, so it, it was in a, relation to what? So it was a joke on Parks and Rec, right? Where Adam uh, invents a board game. He's unemployed, and um, his girlfriend, I can't, Amy Poehler's character, comes back, and um, he's 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 gone mad inventing this board game called the Cones of Dunshire, which is like ridiculously complicated. It's very it's very funny. I, Mrs. F said that when she hears me talking about Dota or or some arcane board game that I'm playing, she's like, "This is getting a little bit Cones of Dunshire," you know? Right. Um, so it's like. Uh, 
you know, you must play as the provost, but he can only move in the hinterlands and he can deploy three bells using two resource cards and four trappists. Yeah, that would you be know, such like, a good name for like a legendary stripper <laughs> as well, though, right? The Cones of Darkshire. Yeah. She's um, like a fucking Henry VIII's favorite stripper. <laughs> cones, bring me the cones of Dunshire. Deploy the cones. <laughs> but if, if you haven't played a, this card game called Cultist Simulator, I'm I'm sort of oddly intrigued by it, but my god, it's frustratingly arcane. You start the game, there's no indication of the rules or what how things work. The descriptions on the cards are very arcane, and there's no hints, there's no help, there's no tutorial, there's nothing. And the point is, oh, it's meant to be a game of discovery, but it's like you 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 start off with a job card and work is the verb and then there's also dream and study there's right. a, like you drag a card into one of those things and it chunders away and does it. it's like a real-time card game like there's a timer on these things and it'll when it's finished it'll chuck out a card and or it'll chuck out two cards or it'll eat a card and then you'll get these random things like you are you know uh not tired but your reason is fatigued so the reason card now has fatigued and the eye is closed and you can't use it and then you get a an ailment card and you have to dream about health and maybe it'll relive it it's it's, it's bonkers it's a very it's specific like, yeah you've seen it's crazy yeah. it's an interesting game mechanic we've seen things like it before um, it's so hard to understand like i'm struggling so much and it'll be like for instance you'll get a card that says fascination and the fascination card will say if you deploy two glimmerings and use your erudition you may acquire a glimmering it's like what the fuck are you talking about like an urgency of appetite, when combined with a Grail card, can lead to an erudition, a lesson learnt. It's just, it's too much. Like I'm I really think, struggling uh, to get into of, it. Well, part of that is the, the the idea that you are supposed to not look up any guides because as soon as you do, it completely ruins it, and you realise how shallow it actually is. Right, well, in these games, part of the like with Sunless Sea or even like with Elden Ring. Like, you know, you have this big world that you're... It's better not to look at a map or a guide, and you really have to focus... You really have to work hard not to, because I think we do get easily frustrated in these games. I mean, I mean even even back in the day when playing point and clicks, like, my God, Sips, when you played Grim Fandango, you must have got stuck a couple of times. A couple of times, and had, yeah. And that's to look up something how to so, get out So here, here's my issue. I, I don't mind exploration in a game, and that's, that's part of a game. But when there is a mechanical element to the game like a card game that will punish you if you do something wrong you would at least like to understand what went wrong uh, how did i fail and the exploration it takes a long time to play this game you're sort of dragging cards around and this time is going and stuff and it spits stuff out and it, it didn't even tell me for example that when a thing pops up and there's an empty slot i can click on that slot and it will highlight which cards might go in that slot. I didn't know about that for several hours when playing this game because there's no hint. So I'm dragging cards in there and it's booting them back onto my board. It's dragging them back. I was just like, what? What is I this? I didn't enjoy. I didn't like him. He just checked his diary. Like uh, <laughs> day fifty-three, played Cultist Simulator. Did Whereas not like, like it much. Here's a game I played. I played Stacklands, which came out the other day. I played that. No, that that's is a, very that similar. Is a really fun. It's right, very it's similar. Very fun is that why you game. play Cultist Simulator? Because it's like recommended yeah. similar games. Uh, yeah, exactly. I noticed. Uh, I think it was yesterday. You were playing uh, Hard Space Shipbreaker, which is yeah. uh, which is released now, right? Well, it's 1. Yeah, it's full, full release now. Yeah. But yeah, I, I played the uh, Shipbreaker Hard Space or whatever. Have you played it. it before? No. All oh, right. Okay. I wish I'd started it without oxygen limit on because that's just a frustrating thing. So I don't know if I have to start again now, but. It was it was okay. I, I think that the issue that I had with it was that the, it's just kind of like half the time I'm just farting about trying to drag objects around and get them into the right thing. Like it, yeah. it felt like less of a puzzle game and more like I'm slowly burning my way over to this bit of debris to hook it into this furnace. And that's not a puzzle. And it's not difficult. It's just time consuming. Well, I that's see. A, so it is all time limited. So you have to, you're, you're, you're trying to be efficient, right? Like that's the puzzle is 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 figuring out how. It wasn't time limited though for me. I was just in space with a ship and I was just breaking it down. There didn't seem to be a time limit. Oh, normally, um, I guess it depends on the mode that you're playing or whatever. Oh, maybe but I... I turned off time then. Uh, can I shout out a game? I got shout out a game called Patrick's Parabox. Uh, right. Look it up. It's Look like this up. if you liked. Uh, did you guys ever play Baba Is You? 
No, no. I, heard I didn't it's like really the, good, the name. Annoyed me. I'm sorry. I heard it's really good. Imagine Babber is you, but more. Bab more Babba. More oh, Babba and less you? It's or it's, more you it's, as well. It's a really cool, very complicated, very deep. Oh, it's really clever. That's uh, really, really clever. So Patrick's Patrick's right. Parabot. Oh wish wish I out to that. that. Yeah. No, I've added that. But the, the Babba is you. I the name annoyed me so much I never played it. That's how yeah. petty oh, I am. Well yeah. if the whole point of the game is like that that's that's such a big element of the game, Babba is you. Like like it's a lot of the time you're pushing bat and bat together. And right, then... but it just annoyed me. I'm just, it's petty. It's <laughs> have petty. You, have stupid, you played but... um, Satisfactory before, um, Flax? I, I've looked at those games, that and Factorio and stuff, and yeah. they really don't look like my cup of tea. No, I've been Ooh. playing a lot of Sa Satisfactory recently. It's been nice. Uh, like, um, I, I, I haven't really done much with, uh, with trains before, so this time around, I'm just trying to make like a big logistics network with trains and it's been it's been pretty great actually it's, it's really fun right. but um i mean i i do like games like that factorio you do? Or, satisfactory yeah. is is an incredible incredible game to, to just lose hours and hours and it oh, works great for so streaming good. too i think hard space works great for streaming yeah too, hard space is kind of nice factorio very, i want to give pace. um there's another game called uh workers and resources soviet republic that i played right, yeah. a while back it again it's a logistics distribution sort of thing um less of like a city builder but um but basically you're you're just trying to create these little little towns for workers to work in to extract resources and uh, stockpile them and export them or use them to, to to build stuff so it's a bit like open ttd but but set in like uh you know at the height of like the uh i'll check that out i love i love that stuff so it looks it's a little bit janky but uh apparently like a lot of like it's been updated a lot and a lot of people are saying like even though graphically it's not incredible and stuff like that the the systems are really really good satisfying and and uh it's just like it it just turns into a really nice sort of like management uh logistics sort of workers thing. and oh here it is yeah okay. yeah <laughs> it's uh god they're so grim yeah Look at it that. is it is yeah it's it like it looks uh, like a kind of transport simulator it is. with a yeah, it's, capitalism thing on the top of yeah it is it's real time like, soviet themed city builder tycoon game yeah construct your own republic yeah <laughs> you, gotta, you get fires and incidents like that god this looks bonkers i think you can yeah i think there's all sorts of stuff that can uh that can happen but it's like i feel like it, it and from when i played it 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 plays a bit like tropical as well you know where you have to have like right. the right people like and and you have to assign the workers to like the right jobs and you can have right, like, big, right, right. these gigantic like uh communal farms and everything and uh you know trains to just like haul all of the 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 products and everything so i i like that yeah. <laughs> I, I tried a game called songs of conquest do you remember uh heroes of might and magic and those games they were sort yeah. of early 2000s yeah maybe even late 90s not quite pixel art uh but you know that was what graphics were it like looks very time, might really. and magic although i've never played might and magic before it like is very that. much like heroes of i know magic. like the um, uh the look but it's incredibly difficult and I, I follow the guy on twitter it's quite funny they they, they gave me a key um and i i played the game a bit off stream before the embargo lifted and then I went away to Sweden so I couldn't play it on stream. Yeah. It's very, very hard. Very, very hard. And loads of people like when you get to mission four, good fucking luck because it's like game over every time. And I was like, Jesus. And the developer was like, we're sorry that this level was so hard. We thought people would be able to do it. It's meant to be hard, but we didn't realize how hard it was going to be. And like, it's just funny to me that this game has like been in development, been full in development for ages. Yeah. And then Something as simple as this mission is so hard that nobody can fucking beat it is it just slips into the release. It's just funny. Uh, I guess it happens. That, that that does happen sometimes. They just have to like balance it out a bit or tone it down yeah. or whatever. But if you're designing a game, how do you decide? Like if you err on the side of this is going to be really difficult, that can be successful, like the Elden Ring and games like that. But if yeah. you uh, err on the side of let's not make it too difficult, then it's too easy and the game is over. So I, I think balancing the difficulty must be the hardest part of designing a game. Yeah, um, which you would normally the, have the, people play testing to help you with that. Right, right. Stuff before you yeah. release, but but, if but you some don't of the difficulty luxury, would be would be fundamental to the, the the mechanics of the game. So it would be very difficult. I think you. I think it's one of the more overlooked aspects of game design might be balancing the difficulty, making it challenging but fun, which is the. I, I have of every a game. take on this, which is that I think the evolution is that 
difficulty breeds good reviews, right? Because no one is willing to leave a, a bad review that said this game was too hard because <laughs> that makes them look like a pussy. Right? <laughs> so, oh man, do you know what I mean? So everyone's got to be like, yeah, this game was rock hard and i felt satisfied and i joy i felt strong when i beat it yeah uh i'm, I'm genius fucking, i'm uh, brilliant i'm gonna yeah. put that and on my cv they're gonna they're, they're not gonna know what also, hit I, them i think it's longevity too right like I, I think i think just playing games like if it's if it's easy it's boring uh if it's too easy it's boring um and i don't think all games ramp up difficulty uh, necessarily quickly enough sometimes um you know if you're just going through the motions and it's everything feels like you're on also pilot you're just mindlessly clicking because it's so piss easy that's not 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 hugely fun um there's no challenge to overcome and that happens in a lot of games especially roguelikes too it's hard to balance those to get them to be not what about easy. Uh, what about spot the difference um games Right, um, they're quite a weird. That's quite a weird genre you've picked there. Well, yeah, um, and there's also hidden object games. They're very, very popular. How many are they, are they popular? I Dude, mean, there's billions of them on. Yeah, on but there. I don't know if that makes them popular. There's billions of platformers, and they're amongst the least popular games there are. Um, they're True. easy to make. Which here's here's an unpopular thing. game. I just saw a news story about Lord of the Rings Online. How many people do you think played Lord of the Rings Online in the last thirty days? Oh, in the past thirty days, I have no idea. Yeah. But I did play it when it came uh, when it came out. So the average number of players over the last thirty days is thirteen hundred and sixty nine. Thirteen hundred. Thirteen hundred and sixty nine. Yeah, and that's obviously there's been something's happened because I'm just looking and. I can't they're, believe they're, that that game is still going, honestly. Yeah. I mean, in February 2020, there were... In January 2020, there was an average of 516 people playing the game. So they so they must have one server now. Like, they must have scaled back I don't know. big time, I, right? I guess. I mean, it says here that the, the most players I've ever had was January 2013. They didn't even have 2,000 people average. No, I, well, I, the game didn't come out until... Like, the game came out in, like, 2000 and... 2012. Really? But even when it just yeah, even when it just came out, it only had an average of two the, and a half thousand. Lord of the Rings. I love Lord of the Rings. I actually recently watched the M4 book edit of The Hobbit. Um, I really enjoyed it. It's basically a, a guy like actually had the book open when he was editing the three Lord of the Ring, the Hobbit extended editions together with all the behind the scenes. And there's quite a bit of extra footage that didn't even make it in the extended Hobbit and was left in the behind the scenes. So he's put some of that in to this one uh, to make it actually like the book because obviously. Fuck, fuck knows why. Uh, they're just terrible films, the Hobbit films. So I think he had to make them contractually or something. There was some, some bullshit but, yeah, like that. The, the, the book edit, actually, you know, it's pretty good. And there's another couple of edits out there that I recommend. But there's a huge fan base of Lord of the Rings. I mean, I remember playing this back when it came out. I think you originally had to pay, you know, like an MMO. You had to pay, and you had to pay a subscription fee, and then they made it free and then they made it free to play and then blah 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 and the next thing you know they've they've kept going keeping this game on life support for so long along because there is this hardcore fan base of and i think there's always people coming into the lord of the rings fandom you know um i think it's it's i don't think it's good but it's certainly a universe that you can get a get a feel from uh get a feeling of being in the lord of the rings world which is kind of what some people want you know some people just want more of the universe they love like mass effect you know some people just will play all of the shit mass effect games just because they're desperate for more of mass effect they'll read the books you know but sometimes these universes just don't have enough content and i think lord of the rings is probably one of them you know when you look at like warhammer they've got absolutely reams of fucking books and and stuff and codexes and tomes and maps yeah, and yeah. lore and like it's coming out of the fucking bleeding out of the walls the, the the content but but for some universes there's you know you're lucky if you get a comic and a, a podcast and an audio yeah book, looking know. at you bad rats where's the lore <laughs> where's the podcasts yeah, the, and the uh and and anyway the i'm not surprised it's still going we better wrap this up because it's been a long one but we've got a lot to say so um, just let me say quickly it's... dark age of camelot is still going wow no Even... fucking way yeah and that was the first ha MMI ever has played. Has about nine thousand players still playing. Wow! What about what? Star Wars Galaxies? Yeah. That's uh, that died. No, they that's meant to servers. be coming back, though. I think they're they're talking about maybe officially bringing it back. Let's have like, a look. Um, Star Wars because my mate that doesn't play games played that, and he said that. It was absolutely bonkers. I like think there how... are some like fan servers. There's one for City of Heroes as well. Oh my apparently. god! 
So here's here's the, the daily live play account for 24th of May. So two days ago, the play account was 9,000. On what? Star Wars Galaxy. There you go. There's still That's people insane. out there living the dream. It's shit. Oh, man, might have to dive back in. I've played it, more it, of that it, when But I was you know kid. what? It'll be 9,000. It's 9,000 9, Jedis e easily, right? Yeah. Because oh, yeah, you're, yeah, you're playing that. If you're playing that game in 2022, you were obsessed with it and probably you you've you've just you've been dry for content for like a decade you are like a totally maxed out to the gills jedi and so is everyone else who plays on that you, you think so yeah, yeah. you would think <laughs> it's so. no nobody is casually playing that All game right, wait there's no way people are still playing warhammer online we gotta stop we gotta stop this uh thank you everyone uh for listening we gotta stop <laughs> All right. It's too much. It's too Lewis. Lewis is too tempted to play all of these old dead MMOs. <laughs> please, he wants to play all of them at the same time. Yes, please. Wear, don't do that. It's like you know. Well, if you do, wear a helmet. You know? <laughs> Stay safe. Oh, all right, take care, everyone. All right. Peace. Bye. Bye. Bye.